With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome everyone to our February Align with the Stars call with Kim Falconer. I'm Jeanette and we've got a fun discussion planned today focusing around Mars and its mm, upcoming movements. Kim, before we do, you probably wanted to say a couple of other things before we dive into today's topic. Am I right? Well, yeah. I want to say hi <laughs> to everyone who's here. <laughs> uh, Janet's here. Hey. Hi, Quilly. Hey. I have a, I have a request. Um, if we have time at the end, I have um, my solar return is coming up on the 21st. Oh yeah, and so I've got to, I put the chart up and I have it here, so I can just put it in the in the um, tray here. I guess it's called. So it'll be there for whenever. Okay, cool. That's yeah. Fun. Okay. That's fun. And Quilly's here, as you just heard. <laughs> and who else is here? Triple. Triple. Oh, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's I'm Guillaume. Hi, hi, Guillaume. Thanks for yeah, dropping in. Awesome. No problem. Glad to be here. It's like 10 o'clock um, over there. Just after 10. Just after 10, yeah. yeah. Just after 10 at night. So thanks for yeah. being um, being here at that hour. Uh, who's Oregon? Is it Larry? Maybe Larry's muted. Maybe it's not Larry. It is. Hi, Larry. It's not Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but there might be an Oregon there, and clearly you're, oh no. I'm Northwest California. As well as Quilly 22? Yeah, because I never have coordinated oh. the the oh. call ID with the yeah. login ID. Okay. It's just better this way. <laughs> All right, good. I like it that it's better that way. You know how to call your, and who's Swami, Swami 51? That's cool. Handle. Silence is good. That's all good. <laughs> Imagine Mars. Mary is Ellen's there. here. Mary Ellen's in chat room. Hi, oh, cool. Hey. Hey, yo. All right. Jeanette and you guys keep an eye on chat. And we'll all rock and roll. Okay. So there's a. I guess it's so Gemini of me to always have these two areas of focus. I can't seem to just land on one, but we didn't want to, um, I guess what I want to do first is ask, for those who listen to our uh, chat about uh, Chinese New Year, if anyone had any questions or comments or feedback about Chinese New Year that you want to look at before we jump into the whole Mars um, cycle that's uh, just today gone into the shadow, so it's good timing to to get a look at. First of all, any comments yeah. on Chinese New Year? Kim, I had the weirdest thing happen. I actually had um, scheduled to run a group coaching program starting about a week after New Year. And uh, and I have um, the, um, the New Year falls just in my 11th house, just at the beginning of my 11th house and in Aquarius, obviously. Um, and uh, so I would have, you know, when I thought about the dates, I was thinking, yep, that's great for groups, blah de blah As it got closer, yeah. I got so drained by the thought of doing it. Nobody had signed up, so I just kind of quietly, oh. I quietly removed it from the sales page. And the amount of relief I felt was extraordinary. And I thought, that's weird. It's like, what's going on here? But what I was doing was I was actually making a home study program and I was going to run it as a group program at the same time as it launched. And I thought, the, the only thing I could think in hindsight was, I'm having so much more fun working with it as a, a home study program. 
which goes to a broader collective, of course, than a group coaching program, which is just for 20 people. So it, it was really odd. But the other thing that's been happening is I have been getting, <laughs> I won't say hit around the head with, but <laughs> been you just there have been, some, <laughs> okay. there have yeah. been some moments where it's felt like that. Um, of, And I had a conversation with Jackie Gates yesterday, which suddenly crystallized everything into place. The sense of everything I've been doing for the past 12 months has been... It's had a, instead of being integrated with, you know, because you know I do coaching and astrology and numerology and brain science, and I've been focusing on one at a time. So I do one thing or I do the other. I haven't really yet been integrating them. Except I, when I do a, when I do a consult for someone, I do because I give them brain science based strategies. Like if I'm telling them, if I'm giving them a strategy, it's often got some brain science behind it so they can trust it. Um, especially if they're not familiar with LOA. So it's been really interesting to kind of go, I've been shaken up a little. Instead of doing what felt like it was the right thing to do in the year of the sheep, I'm suddenly within a space of, what, two to three weeks, completely revolutionizing in my head. It hasn't all been implemented yet, but it's been revolutionized in my head. And it's very much that sense of uh, getting more, on point with the the whole life mission thing, so it's been really interesting. Yeah. What's your? Do you know your chart number? Is there a way to uh, quickly look at yeah, your chart? Um, it's number fifty-five. I'll put it in the okay in the chat. Yeah. <clears throat> Just take it. It's always yeah. Right. So it is. It's fully. It's eleventh house. And you know what? Yeah. In Preparation for that, like if you're pre-paving, you would think, okay, fire monkey, 11th house, the group, you do think in terms of collective and one-to-many and that you would be amping up your goals and sounding out through the group. That's one, definitely one interpretation. But here, this is such a good example because exactly what you said, you're perception of what would feel good in groups pre fire monkey yeah. <laughs> when it was green yep. sheep <laughs> we love green sheep but anyway pre <laughs> pre fire monkey uh it, it was different and yeah. it may take a little while to filter in and feel exactly what that difference is that new moon was trying your mercury too your retrograde mercury, your natal mercury's retrograde, and just that mm-hmm. feeling of having to rethink the details, yes. sixth house mercury, of what what you want to do. And you know what? I think the best way to fully get in touch with that is to spend a little extra time for a while hanging out with friends and feeling kind of camaraderie. And I know you have... You put energy into friendships. You're good that way. And uh, But just if it's a choice between, you know, get this done or go catch up with a friend, mm. utilize the 11th house in a real easy, breezy way, which, you know, might be friendship. And yes, that, like opens, that opens 11th house doors so that while you're not looking, <laughs> the... <laughs> The new uh, direction of what you want to do with groups uh, has a chance to to come in that door, that open door. I think anything we do in the house that's associated with what's being activated, and, and anything we do that is that house, that wakes up that house, opens the doors for other things of that house. Jeanette, you might have said that me. better, but <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. So thank you. What a yeah, that's and it's a great fun example. It's funny you should say that because um, I'm I've I've sort of in a we all end up well I don't know about we all but um, I certainly end up member of various different kind of Facebook groups that aren't part of my core you know interests so networking things and so on and I've been a member of a group where um, I haven't really paid much attention and then last night out of the blue. Completely unexpectedly, I suddenly got inspired to pop over to the group 
and make a specific offer for five people to do a specific thing. And within half an hour, somebody put their hands up and gone, me, me, me. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. And it was, so, it was exactly that easy breezy energy of going, I'll just go and play over here. It won't take long. Just do that. Go away and leave it alone. So, yeah, it's interesting. I've got a wedding to go to that, uh, you know, my, I have three social events invitations for the same day. That never happens to me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll pick yeah. the wedding. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wedding. Great. Uh, and I know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's fun. That's a really good example. To just show you guys really briefly, um, another example of this uh, Chinese New Year energy. For me, it's in the sixth house. And we know the sixth house has a lot to do with uh, fine details, among a lot of other things. But I've been really enamored with the idea of the slight edge that Jeanette's talked about, the idea of just changing one small thing in your life can make a huge difference. And Natalie talked on a call, recent call, a GVU call, about the tiny... Of Jeanette, what were they? Tiny intentions, tiny habits, tiny habits. Some, yeah. some tiny. Do you remember that? It was tiny something, and it was the same idea. It was like doing a t just a small, just minuscule little change. Um, and okay, I did two things so far. Um, um, I just feel great. I <laughs> feel. I don't know if it's just what, but uh, the first thing I did. This is. It makes me laugh. So uh, I've got this um, little uh, rug, like just that you put in front of the door and you can scratch your feet on before you bring all the sand in, that kind of thing. This little rug mm -hmm. that cats used to love. And it has a tiki tag, which always seemed, whenever you washed it, it seemed to bend out and you could see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going deep six south here, <laughs> deep Virgo. <laughs> anyway. All these, like, by five years, you know, it bugged me, and I'd reach down and tuck it in there, and, you know, next thing I look, it's out again. Anyway, I cut the tag off. <laughs> it wasn't like a price tag. It was the actual, you know, a washing instructions kind of little ticky tag. I cut it off, and so it doesn't bug me anymore. <laughs> really good. That was my, one of my slight edge things. And the other thing was that um, Jackie, I don't know if she's on the call, but she's a yogi, and... She was watching me do a, she helps me from time to time. She was watching me do a chaturanga the other day and just told me, take, this was her correction, because, like, that's a move, if you've ever done yoga, that there could be a zillion corrections on, right? <laughs> it's a really challenging one. Anyway, she said, take your index finger and just put a little more pressure on your index fingers. And she explained then in this really, um, she'd have to tell you how it affects all the way up your arm into your, uh, under your axle and pectorals. And, and I mean, it affects everything. That little extra pressure in your index finger. And I've been practicing that. And it seems to have, but it's like my, the sun is rising a lot more often. It's like these cloud bursts of Rays of sunshine. <laughs> that's how wow. I, that's the only way I can explain it. Those two little things is what I attribute it to. So that's my um, my kind of Virgo sixth house. Um, Virgo being the natural ruler of the sixth house, and it's that highly detailed, habitual, um, daily routine practice kind of energy. Uh, and so that's where I pointed my. Um, Chinese New Year changes in that very, very slight way. And holy cow. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, there's a million dollars in my bank account or anything, you know, super extraordinary, but it feels like there is. Mm. <laughs> right on. So, yeah. Did okay. anyone else have any questions? Do you know, where, did you focus at all on your... Um, well, I did, but I want to talk about Mars because we're almost okay. a half hour, so I was thinking okay. we should dive in on our next subject. All right. Okay, so let's do it. I'm going to put a link in the um, chat. That was a very Mars thing to say, wasn't it? 
<laughs> I, yeah. Oh, totally. You're totally, you're doing it. Um, yeah. And we, it's only 20 past, so we've got 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll make it longer than 40. So I was okay. going to say, we got Quilly here. <laughs> I got Quilly here. So, you know, it might be lunchtime when I, I go, why am I so hungry? <laughs> all right. So if you go to that link, just so we can all visualize together, if you go to that link, and just scroll down past, this is Cafe Astrology, which is really great at uh, putting up some um, uh, graphs and, and uh, retrogrades. They have all the retrograde cycles. It's uh, really handy. If you scroll down to Mars Stationary Retrograde, April 17th. Oh, that's April 17th, sorry. Um, Feb- if you go down to Mars and we see the uh, Mars cycle, it's done in a kind of a linear way, but it shows you where Mars will be during this whole entire cycle, which is just entered. Okay, Mars has just gone into 23 degrees of Scorpio, and he's going to go forward until the 17th of April when he hits 8 degrees of Sagittarius. Then he's going to turn around and he's going to go backwards until the 29th of July when he hits 23 degrees of Scorpio again, and then he's going to turn around and go forward again. And it won't be until August 22nd that he's back to the 8 degrees of Scorpio. That is called the retrograde cycle. If you have any questions about that, just fire them away. Just interrupt because this is Mars. We can all be Marsy. Uh, you probably have to interrupt me anyway. So... We have gone into the retrograde cycle or what's known as the shadow of the retrograde because we are now at 23 degrees. Mars is not retrograde yet, but this is the, we are crossing the ground that Mars will then retrograde back over. Does that make sense? It it makes good sense. Yeah, it makes good sense. So tell us what that means for us or what what our opportunities are here. All right, so here's the thing. With and, and I want to make I want to make an emphasis about this because the lines of the stars isn't just looking at what's happening out there and thinking about where it's happening in your chart. That's just step one. Step two is what we're actually going to do with this in terms of uh, how is that going to change the way we think about? Is it going to change our self-talk? Is it going to change our intentions? Is it going to change uh, our uh, behaviors or our habit patterns? We want to utilize, it's not, the the whole idea of aligning with the stars is, number one, recognizing what's going on. Number two, actually aligning and taking some form of action. Now, action's a loaded word, but I'm going to be using it because this is Mars. And Mars wants to take action. But action isn't necessarily physically pushing a button, starting something, stopping something, you know, ending a relationship, beginning something new, uh, launching a book. It's, it's not necessarily that kind of action. And a new intention is a very powerful action. And it's probably a lot more powerful than actually going out and, air quotes, doing something. So I invite you to accept expand your perception of what action is as we talk about Mars and this retrograde cycle. Okay, so the first, with the step one of uh, recognizing what's going on here and getting a handle on it, the first thing to do is look in your own chart. You can see this little measuring tape here of 23 Scorpio to 9 Sagittarius. Now, I want you to all go look at your natal charts and see where that is falling, if you haven't already gotten a handle on where, where is that in your chart. And as you discover that, that's either going to be in one house or two houses, right? It's going to cross the cusp. And I want you to get firm in your mind what house or houses are involved. And then realize that what Mars is going to be doing, what Mars does is he heats things up. He wants passion. This is, first of all, it's Mars and Scorpio. He wants intensity. He wants, think of Aries energy. You know how they push? 
they push because they want to push back. They want uh, they want a real physical, tangible connection. And whether it's sex or arguments or sports or competition or whatever it is, it's it's got to be juicy and it's got to be intense and kind of in your face. Now this will this will feel different for different people. <laughs> for, for example, someone with this uh, uh, Mars energy all heating things up and stirring things up in their chart, if they're um, Cancer sun sign with Virgo rising, they, that, they may not be comfortable with that kind of push. And it's going to take some creative thoughts to come up with ways to play with Mars feel good, and at the same time, honor this energy. So the first thing to do is look at where it's happening in your chart and realize, okay, that's where I want to honor this ballsy, moving forward, initiating, new intentions kind of energy. And as he goes forward, when he crosses into Sagittarius, that's like shifting into, what are those gears? Uh, I just got a picture of those rocket racing cars that you do up in... In Salt Lake, Jeanette. Oh, um, out on the Bonneville Flat? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what it's going to be like when it gets into Sagittarius. Now, we might have to give you a YouTube of that so you really see it. But just think of a rocket and not going up into the sky but strapped to a car <laughs> and going dead forward oh, through. Oh, the jet cars. Night of jet fire. Cars, jet cars. Guys, that's the coolest about. thing ever. Yeah, jet cars. Oh. So... So it might be broody and intense and and bubbling lava. <laughs> You're liking these heat-related things until it hits zero degrees of Sagittarius. Then you are jet cars. You are strapped to that jet car. Now, what you want to do, wanna, we, we want to support you in doing during this time is Get yourself pointed in the direction you want to go because when you the jet car kicks in, there's no turning, right? They don't turn, do they? They do not turn. No, you're not going to They do not turn. turn. Yeah, there's you're, no turning the, at that speed. There's no turning at that speed. That's, what, that's the metaphor I'm after. So what we want, and I'll just get, we should get the date on this because I don't have the ephemeris up. I'll put the ephemeris up. But um, it's, it's like giving you a kind of an idea of where we're headed with this and what area of life uh, this is in. We can look at charts and go through some examples. But, um, what, Jeanette, while I look up the actual dates on this for when it hits zero, I think it's significant when it hits zero, Sag, can you just give us a rundown of the idea that I touched on about action and because I know there's a lot of controversy about taking well, action. I wouldn't and we call it controversy as much as I would maybe um, differing opinions, because some people okay. would consider action to be you know, physical movement, and other people consider it action if you just find a thought that feels better. That's their action. I thought a new thought. So some people define it a little bit differently, but action has a very appropriate role in conscious creation in that when we first get lined up with what we want when we get focused we get pointed where we want to go um, after we do that then our work is to follow inspirations those inspirations that feel very marsy to me it's it feels like fire it's juice it's 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 good energy to work with it's harder to not honor it than it is to honor it it kind of feels like trying to stay put at the starting line with one of those jet cars all, all fired up that's uncomfortable Taking action is natural. It's enjoyable. We don't do it because we have to go make something happen. We do it because it's fun, because we want to, and because this is where our inner guidance or source is calling us. So action is a very appropriate role in our manifesting process. But when we aren't being conscious about how we engage action, sometimes we burn ourselves out by doing things that we think are supposed to work because this is what everyone said you're supposed to do. So we're doing it out of a should or a supposed to rather than an inspiration. That type of action does not serve us. In fact, it's, it's, it can be um, to our detriment because we can get worn out and frustrated, not to mention frustrated. So 
there's a lot of fabulous stuff. M- Mars is a wonderful thing to bring to your manifesting process. And, and Kim, this is really interesting to me because I just had an energy session with my favorite energy worker who said to me, Jeanette, you got your, your feisties a little out of control. Let's <laughs> tone that thing down. Like you, A girl who manifests what she wants doesn't have to stomp her feet about it. You know, because like mm. I had been doing a lot of like she read my energy really well because I'd been throwing some little tantrums with uh, uh. the rescue group that I'd been working with for a variety of reasons. I think all of them legit, but boy, she nailed it. And when I see Mars rolling all around my 10th house through this, I'm like, I'm paying close attention to how to put this to good use because I know it. you, you don't want this stuff. You don't you don't want this stuff pointed in the wrong way. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. That was that was perfect. I don't I don't have controversy with that at all. I totally agree with um with that. I'm usually I'm usually one pretty quick to say I dismiss it every time someone says, Oh yeah, well, nothing happens if you don't take action. I call bullshit on that every single time because a lot of magic happens just by straightening out our vibration. Some people do consider that an action. action is to be taken for the fun of it not because it's required it's for the joy and and Mm. life without action is not joyful Mm. oh that's so true that's so true and that another thing about mars is it, it feels very physical and very visceral in the body and a lot of times with if you're feisty and frustrated i always uh tell people um work out go for runs lift some weights, walk the dogs, tussle, do jiu-jitsu, do yoga, do get out there and do something really physical because as a species, we are, tend to be pretty disconnected from our bodies unless we make that effort to, to connect. My son was telling me the other day that we're meant to travel, what did he say, 20, he might have said 40, 20 or 40 kilometers a day. That's our that's our roots of our DNA is built to do that um, kind of uh, that's just getting from point A to point B. That's nothing to do with you know fighting the God knows mm-hmm. what the the caveman DNA which we still have we still have and what happens is we get when we get stressed uh, we're shot full of adrenaline. And the only way to to uh, release the adrenaline is to burn it off. We have to fight or flight. We have to physically burn that puppy off. Otherwise, we are just pumped full of adrenaline until the next stress, which gives us more adrenaline and more and more and more. And if it means getting on the, um, what do you call it, the ecliptic? The elliptic? Elliptical. 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 Yeah, I picturing I'm- this thing with, um, I think I'm picturing it right, but get on the, you know, go to the gym or do the, you know, walk, move the body. When in doubt, uh, move the body, and that has a, satisfies something on a core level that we're not always in touch with, and I think that's important with Mars. And the other thing, before we start looking at charts, which we will in a sec, I just want to say about Mars is, especially Mars and Scorpio. Mars and Scorpio loves intensity, loves the intensity, and it's waking up your Scorpio part of your chart, which is part of you, that loves intensity. And if you don't get what we call, air quotes, positive intensity, we'll get, air quotes, negative intensity, which means we'll pick a fight. We'll get someone to blast us so we can blast back because when you're in a kind of a tussle, when you're in a fight with someone, You've got them, and it's intense, and there's eye contact, and there's all the, everything's just all right there and happening. You're very in the moment, and that's what Scorpio wants. So if you find yourself feisty and maybe picking, picking arguments or it feels just more edge, realize that you do want more edge in your life at this time, and there are creative ways that you can get that edge. So. Kim, do we have to, um, when it's retrograding versus when it's direct? Mm. Okay, so, yeah. And we're going to be talking about this throughout the year because obviously this is going on until August. So we will be touching base and coming back to this and looking at uh, where we're at and hopefully sharing what's happening with it. 
uh, as we go through the year. But um, to to start with, where we are now is we're taking the trail that will be retrograde um, in the in April. So. What we're walking over now, what we're perceiving now, we're going to have these ideas about. We're going to set things into motion. We're going to start things or finish things so we can start anew. And when it's retrograde, we will be going back over it and questioning, did I take the right action? (laughs) Is this the direction I want to go? And here's the thing. I don't want to focus on it too much because I don't want you second-guessing yourself as you move forward between now and April. It's, the job isn't to go, oh, is this the right idea? Or it, it, Tune into your, your higher self, into your gut feelings about what feels good, and go ahead and do it. And if coming back through the retrograde means you change your mind about things, it's only because you have more information or a new perspective, and that's all... It's something you wouldn't have that perspective if you haven't gone forward first. So trust this path. And uh, we won't focus too much now on what happens when we're walking back over it. And then over it again when we come forward. (laughs) Does that make sense? Is everybody kind of getting a feel of this, getting an idea for it? Yes. Yeah? Um, Yeah? I do. I see that you put your chart up, and I looked at it while we were talking. I clicked because curious. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And so you you have Uranus Moon conjunction right at that cusp between Scorpio and and uh, Sagittarius. So I guess when Jeanette was talking about jet cars, you were probably wondering. <laughs> how that was going to go for you. My first, my first question is: Are you are you planning on moving house? Uh, moving moving house? No, no. Not planning. Not planning. Okay, okay. Um, because with this activity over Moon Uranus is. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not disruptive in a difficult sense. It's exciting and it brings change. And it brings change often in the home or in the people that you live with. Um, women, it's the moon's definitely connected with women. And so your relationships with women, your relationships with mother. And because it's in your first house, it has a an essential uh, effect on what you do in the how you present yourself into the world, how you the how you walk in the world, how people see you and perceive you. So to me it feels like there can be inner emotional changes, inner changes on the feeling level that have a profound effect on what you do out in the world at this time. Mhm. Uh, do you have any niggling's about that? Does that um do, do I have what? Okay, a niggling. <laughs> What's uh, a niggling? I don't know I, what that is. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure. We I won't be either. able to define it either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you niggle, oh god. Okay, it's, a, it's uh, like a thought that that's trying to make itself known to you, maybe. Yeah, it's like know. a little okay. itch that you can't scratch. A hunch. A hunch. Well, yeah, it's a um, hunch. What I can say is that um, I have been, um, I have um, signed a contract for a book, and it's been, uh, it's been delayed for a while, and it seems like um, it's time to 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 publish. Um, so, what I hope for is that I can publish this. Um, Soon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. First of all, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I didn't know about that, and I would love to hear about the book and what it is and what the all about that. Um, that's super exciting. That's super exciting. And I, I can see how Mars in the first house is not, especially Moon Uranus there. I don't know what the book is about, so I'm not sure where the topic situates in your chart but I can tell 
that it's not a patient time for you. It's not easy to be patient with this in the, you know, um, you do want <clears throat> things to move forward quickly. And my experience in the publishing industry, not this is, everybody's got their own perspective, but publish, publishing moves in the, in the grace of its own time. <laughs> but yeah, if you sign the contract, if the contract signed, it's it's in there. And here's what I how I deal with that. If things feel like they're taking longer, there's delays getting the edits back or delays with the cover art and when is this, you know, they keep pushing the date. Here's what I do. The date that this book is born, because that will be its birth date, is absolutely perfect. And if it's going to be a month or two later than anticipated or however the time change is, it means the book has all the better chance coming out at that time, and you just trust it. You know, uh, I agree with you. And and people that are close to me are more anxious about uh, the book is being published <laughs> than I am because I believe what you said. I, I agree with you. So I'm uh, when, whenever that um, that subject pops in my head, I, I tell myself that everything has its time. Uh, just let it flow, and it's gonna come out uh, at the best time. Yeah, beautiful. I think so too. I think very much so, and uh, that's. I'm just really excited. You'll have to tell me later. You'll tell me more about this because it's very cool. Okay. And I think um, there is there is a kind of an urgent want things ha to happen fast. Um, it's going to feel like you. It's going to be restless, and the, you just if knowing that that energy's there, find a way to uh, burn off that um, urgency whether it's through something physical or something uh, that you can, I guess, Jeanette, I'm trying to say, you know how you, when you really want something done over here on the right, you go do something over here on the left? Because mm -hmm. watched pots and, don't boil? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is with writing, be working on your next next work for sure. I I am, I am. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> and I'm... Uh, yeah. Yes, that's, I, that's... I, I, I actually, I, I already have uh, a collection of poems that I'm going to organize after this one is published. It's a short stories, this one, but uh -huh. I'm working on uh, on another right now. So uh, that's the be that's the best thing to do because not only for your writing to keep keep writing cause, uh, and reading and writing, um, but to diffuse that kind of urgent energy focused on something that's, is for, to a certain degree, in the air quotes real world, is out of your hands. Like when the publisher gets it, then it falls into their time schedules and all that. And in some ways, you have to, you have to let that baby go a little bit. And the best way, well, I find the best way is then to focus on the new baby. And <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, put nurturing into that. But that's super exciting. And when we'll talk on the April call, we'll definitely, hopefully, you'll be there because I want to know how that jet car is going. <laughs> you okay. get Mars over the moon, you're at. Because I'll tell you. Um, yeah, I'd be very curious. I I see it very uh, connected with home. Um, you've got, because it's Uranus, which rules Aquarius, which is on the cusp of your fourth house, where you have the sun, Mars, Mercury, and it's with the moon. Yeah. It could, I don't know. Remodeling, maybe, or something new. So I don't know. Something new in the home, for sure. Uh, this, this thing with homes, um, you know, I've lived in the same house, apartment, for all my life, and Oh. Uh, an astrologer has told me that uh, he didn't believe that because of the, the sun uh, square ascendant, the moon in Sagittarius. Uh, he always asked me, uh, are you planning to move? Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, no. uh, okay, 
Yeah. What what happens I, is that uh, I own real estate, and uh, right oh, now uh, it's uh, it's not being uh, a good. Um, the economy here in Brazil is not uh, going to uh, the best times, so I've had to um, renegotiate, and um, so uh, if I would say. Um, things about a uh, uh, home or maybe real estate can fall in, in that category. In this, uh, uh, yes, there Absolutely. has been movement uh, in this area. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. It's because we often at first glance, not knowing that about your background, we think this has to act out in the home. But if you have other properties and they're, you know, maybe moving, maybe not moving, definitely there will be movement and action with those properties. And, yeah, that makes perfect sense because uh, you've it's, – it's really cool because Moon Uranus, if you didn't have other properties to take that energy of the movement, like buying, selling, I own this, then it's gone, this, you know, these people over here, all that. If that wasn't happening through your real estate investments, it would be happening in your life. And obviously, you like being <laughs> in your own place. And Sun in Aquarius in the fourth house, <clears throat> quite happy to just be to be where you are. Uh, so it's, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's wonderful the way you've created other things to carry the energy of movement in the home. Yes, yes. Really well done. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah, cool. Thank you for sharing your chart and uh, letting us look at that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the comments. Thanks, I do. Who can we look at next, Kim? Okay, yeah, who, um, uh, Jeanette, I I got so such energy from you about wanting to talk about Mars. I kind of like to look at your chart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm wondering what my number is. Uh, I got my astro chart up, Kim, because I don't. I like to see the transit on the wheel. Yeah. I don't know where they are as well as you do, but I don't know how to well, share my astro chart. But uh, let me just. The thing. Maybe we should look at Quilly's though, because if she's got a, if we look at Quilly's and she's got a a solar return happening on Sunday, that might yeah. be worth spending a couple minutes over there. Oh, okay. oh, that's your solar return. So, get what's your the number on your natal Quilly? Oh, my natal is um, nine eighty six. You no, know, we don't have 986 charts in the yeah. bank, do we? We probably got a hundred and something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, we have over 1,100. Yeah. So on the Mars, on the Mars, we have okay. So 11th, it's going to be in your 11th house. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you guys, all you Capricorn rising guys, are kind of. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So um, so that's in your 11th, and it's going over Jupiter, which is quite cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be yeah. three passes, right? Yeah, yeah. You'll get three passes of Mars over Jupiter, which is a really good example, because remember, whatever Mars touches, he heats up. He heats up. He puts it on the high burner, and... You want to utilize that energy to in, in pointing. Again, it's just really about pointing this where you want it to go because Jupiter is the principle of expansion. It's going to make things bigger. And you want to make sure you're making what you want bigger. <laughs> and mm. a lot of that has to do with putting your focus on what you do want and um, – Jeanette, it's not like ignoring what you don't want, but that idea of declare. We want to be very Marsy about it. Like if we have an experience that we don't like, you instead of we fuel focusing what we want. on it, 
Right, fuel what we want rather than what we don't want. The fuel of going somewhere, the focus is the fuel, is going somewhere. Make sure it's not yeah. headed in a don't want. Oh, exactly. well, there's a lot of things that I want, I'm, you know, but it is very scorpionic and, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> focus on the, yes. It's a little bit of a power trip with Jupiter and Scorpio. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's interesting because Jupiter, whatever sign your Jupiter is in, you tend to expand or even exaggerate the qualities of that sign. And even if it's not in, like for me, Jupiter's in Gemini, and I'm a Gemini, so we don't really, I don't get it that much because of what's already there. But (laughs) for someone who doesn't, let's say you've got no personal planets in Scorpio, like as you do, clearly as you don't have any, um, it brings those qualities to such a degree that people meet you and might even think, oh, wow, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, specific, okay, Black Widow Spider, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, that's really interesting. And... I think I'm getting this feeling of, Jeanette, you've talked about it before, the idea of declaring, uh, and you've, I've heard you say before, you know, no, universe, that's not what I want. What I do want is. You just did it before we hit the record button today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so for in terms of pre-paving and just being aware of where of this Mars thing, Definitely there. And because it's linked to your Saturn, you might experience a kind of a calling in friendships and groups, whereas you get clear on, you know, okay, I do want to hang with these people. I do want to keep this connection. I do want to nurture these friendships. I don't want to do, I don't want to have anything to do with this over here anymore. You may I'm be making a time out sign because I have to tell you something very funny that the, um, I recently reestablished a friendship with someone from, you know, like 40 years ago from a group that I was in. And wow. She, wow. she's a natal Scorpio, and her husband is a natal Sagittarius. So if I was hanging with them, I would be right in my zone. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's such a good example because we people our lives with bits of ourselves, right? This is what Jung said, we will people our lives with bits of ourselves, and we will we will express our transits often through attracting that energy. In this case, the Scorpio Marsy energy, and then switching into the Sag into our lives to help highlight uh, that area of our chart. So, if you're with those friends, their sun signs at least, and probably some of their personal planets are going to fall in your eleventh house, and maybe on your Jupiter. So, and then that, and then all that, a lot of that stuff just trines straight into my, my um, moon and moon uh, Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Mer- Mercury. So it's kind of like, it's a nice little bouncy bounce kind of thing. That I mean, yeah. bouncing around the horoscope. I like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and all the rest of this stuff. I just the solar return is happening on the twenty first, and then the. You know, the full moon is happening on my actual birthday, and I just had a, a Venus return, uh, you know, right before the, um, you know, the start of the monkey, which yeah, I love. Yeah, I, yeah. I am so thrilled to be into a yang zone after so much yin. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Amen. That's fantastic, yeah. Okay, but we haven't heard what Jeanette has to say about Mars yet. Well, we've also got Mary Ellen and um, Guillaume queued up to look at their charts okay. as well, and we've got six Wait. minutes left, Kim. So. Well, we'll go over a little bit because Yay. we don't know one needs to be missed out. Because of the time. Who's <laughs> ne- no one. Yeah, I didn't know to start to say something like that. Well, that's not it. Um, <laughs> take no print. No. Um, what? Wait, where? Point me. What number's next? Um, if you scroll up in chat room, you'll see uh, Guillaume's is. I can't wait to see you read Guillaume's because I can't. <laughs> oh, well, it's I not in a picture. It's, 
it's one, a it's, start. Is that guess nine? No, that's okay. That's Mary Ellen. That's triple A. Oh, I'm triple A. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's his right there, Kim. What? Oh, the one that says Gail? Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that's your data sheet. Where's your little circle? Oh, I was going to be so impressed to see you read that anyway. Kim. I will I read like, it. Whoa. I will read it next time, Gail. Yeah. Um, show the horoscope because it's much easier for me, for everybody to see what's going on in the horoscope. Uh, but that's fine. I can do linear. So, uh, the Ascendant Scorpio, this is going to look a lot like a deuce, it, just in the sense of the um, Scorpio rising, so the houses are going to fall out very sim- similar in that respect. Well, let's just say then that Mary Ellen's is also, Mary Ellen's also Scorpio rising, so you might be covering a lot of well, bases here at once. Okay, where did I put Mary Ellen? Mary oh Ellen is 917. Isn't that interesting because half you guys have Capricorn rising, the other half apparently have Scorpio rising. <laughs> and like I just love the way this happens. All right, so Mary Ellen is nine degrees and Adu Adu we did Adu, but Adu was uh ten degrees. Ten, thank you. Perfect. Gyam is twelve degrees. <laughs> wow. So it's eight guys, because you make this really easy for me. Uh, so what's happening, again, is everything I said to to Adu uh, in terms of the Mars transiting the first house, it applies, and we're talking about the first house. Think of it as your shop window. It's what you let other people see of you, and it's a very Marsy Aries house to begin with. It's the natural, in the natural chart, it's ruled naturally by Aries, uh, which is associated with Mars. And this is how you move out into the world. We have a thing on the forum uh, where I'll have to find it. It's how a chicken hatches out of the, its egg and how each sign, like how the Aries chicken hatches and he blasts out into the world and how the Taurus chicken just kind of wants to stay and you know, be comfortable, and uh, and the Gemini chicken has to read up on it first, and it's just a metaphor of how we move out into the world. So think of your ascendant as how you move out into the world, how you initiate things, how you make a start, and the Scorpio make a start probably happens around, it's a fixed sign, it happens around a lot of, uh, there's going to be planning or in strong intention. And a lot of intensity and perhaps a lot of drama, a lot of Scorpio rising, it helps to make things life or death. Like, you know, if I don't get this in on time, I'm going to die kind of feeling. <laughs> and that, that can be really helpful for a Scorpio rising. It would be really uncomfortable for a Cancer rising, but it's awesome for Scorpio. So the tendency to put things on the edge, push them right to the limit and make it uh, life or death. Now, you put... Mars in there by transit and you heat that up and again this is a time where you're wanting more intensity more you want to just get more out of life more intensity and more uh, interactions more intimacy more connection and uh, it can feel feisty and argumentative if that's the only way that you're able to get uh, a lot of intense in the moment in your face happening. Now, as we pave the way through here, it's really, uh, Guillaume and, and Mary Ellen, you guys, are you're going to want to think about what you're initiating, the direction that you're going, and realize that you've got a lot of fuel, a lot of juice behind it, and get in touch with your core values around it. Where, where do you want this to go because when it does hit the Sagittarius, which um, for Mary Ellen it's going to be right on your Neptune and then Jupiter. Again, Jupiter applies to what we were saying to to Quilly, and for there's Gia. I'm just looking at where's your second house. 11th, yeah. So that's all still in your first house, and then it goes into your um, 
second. Knowing knowing what you want to, having a really strong intention to put in front of all this fuel is what you want to be focused on now as we build up to the time in April where it turns around. So, Guillaume, do you have a kind of a powerful life goal brewing at this time? Powerful life, but what, what I want to go towards. Yes. What, yeah. Do you have um, a strong sense of where you'd like to see yourself in six months, 12 months? Yeah. Um, I, I would like to go to, um, I'd like to attend a study at a Canadian university this year, if possible. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. Okay. You got the goal. What? The important thing is that you know how sometimes it's good to just take a holiday from goals and just see where life leads and just kind of float around. Oh, I was thinking the exact opposite, Kim. I was thinking how you said, this is happening. No, I know. Yeah. No, but what I, my contrast, where I was going to finish that sentence is, this is not a time to do that. This oh. is not a time. Yeah. Anybody finish? <laughs> Sorry. I think sometimes it's Sorry. good to just yeah, whatever, and all of these, and um, this is not one of those times. Mars in the first house, get something in front of that rocket because the energy is there to push it. So if you, if your goal is uh, a university position, I'm just looking at your um, transits. I'm just trying to work out where our, are you got some interceptions in here so oh oh look at this i like this um the the chinese new year and that new our new moon at 18 aquarius that's in your third house of study communication the written the spoken word good spot good spot for it in terms of what you want to accomplish in um in academia and yeah, I'm feeling really, really confident about this. So it's not, Jeanette, it's not about any, it's not about thinking, how am I going to make this happen, is it? No. It's de- it's deciding it, right? Yeah. It's deciding. Say that very Marzi. I'll say it Marzi. It's deciding it. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Not, it's deciding it, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no question mark at the end. If you have question marks in your sentences, Gyeong, turn them into exclamation marks. Right, okay, I understand. So, and Mary Ellen, is Mary Ellen dialed in or? Chatting. Chatting okay. while talks to her okay. connection allows her to. Okay. Uh, well, same thing we're talking about here is Whatever your goals are right now, and if you're a little washy about goals, this would be a really good time to do a core value exercise. To Jeanette, don't you find that when you look at those core values, you get, and you get that real oh good feeling in your chest about yeah that's me, then the expressions that you the ways that you can express those core values out in the world seem to become more they visible. Light up. They it's, yeah, yeah, they light up. They, they light up. Uh, yeah. if, so if any of you Scorpio rising people are not clear about your next goal, do do a core value run through, I reckon. And I guarantee that if you have that core, a strong core value in mind and you're really feeling it, the ways to express it in the world or you start to recognize how you do express it already in the world – will become clearer, and that's where you want to point all this fuel, this high-octane fuel. If anyone's listening to the recording wondering about core values, you can go to identifycorevalues.com for a free copy of my ebook on the subject. Oh, thank you. Excellent. And I'll put, um, let's put that in the forum. Let's put that in the uh, GVA forum so they can grab it there too. Excellent. This will be this chat because Quilly always sends me the um, uh, transcripts of the chats. Thank you, Quilly, and they go up alongside the recording, so you can see the links, you can see the charts that we're talking about, and you'll have this link too. 
So that's Jim, I know oh. we're five after. Did you see Adu's question in the chat room? No, I've just not. I'm only just now looking. I don't know oh. if we if that's one that we have time to address or Excuse not. Me, well, I will. It's, it's just that um, um, I I don't need uh, an interpretation. It's just how how do I do do I put a chart over my own chart? Um, oh, okay, I'm with you. Yep. Um, that is a one. Re okay, just on the briefest level, you're going to look at that new moon for Chinese New Year that occurred at 18 degrees of Aquarius. So you'd plot the new moon, 18 Aquarius, in your chart. Okay. And uh, and know that that is is that going to be your fourth house. Okay, it's going to be. Uh, just about on the midpoint between Sun and Mars. So again, fourth house. You got, you, yeah. I don't know, real estate may be slow in Brazil right now, but buckle up because I just think there's going to be all kinds of action. You'll be surprised. <laughs> what you've been working on for the last two years or so is about to move forward. Uh, Mary Ellen's is the same in that she's got, um, she's got 18 degrees right on her IC, right on the cusp of her fourth house. And of course that's activating by opposition her midheaven. So any any goals that she has going between home life and career, ways that she uh, blends them or wants to um, accentuate, move out in new career directions or expand the career, expand the home, that is just lit up like just lit up like New Year's. It is Chinese New Year's. Um, Adu, to answer that as deeper, you can do the chart for, do the New Year's chart for your where you are. Um, so I think I have a chart. We've got the exact time in the in the forum. Just send me a message if, uh, if you can't find it or if that's not clear. But what you would do is a chart for Chinese New Year's for the exact time and make the location in Brazil where you are and that see that as a transit chart that you will as you said lay over your natal chart and you can go into finer detail and read okay. it almost like as as an upcoming events chart for the next 12 months and where where energy is highlighted in your chart anybody can do that i don't think i made right. that very clear in the form but I, I, I should look for all the planets, not just the moon. Yeah, uh, you can. Yeah, look first at the moon and focus on that. But if you want to plot all the planets at that moment in time around your chart, um, you can read deeper yeah. into how that energy is manifesting. Okay, it's okay, trans thank it's you. It's a transit chart. It's like reading the chances for that day. Yes. You can, if you want to do it really simply, just go to astro.com and do the just do the transits for that day, and don't worry about the ascendant. I don't even know if it do, gives transit. It doesn't even give transit ascendant, so it's fine. Just do the transits for that day. Okay. Um, right at the at the new moon. Okay. And and you can all do that, and it gives you if you want to um, gaze deeper into the Chinese New Year. Kim, I, um, I've noticed with, with astro.com, you can you can chart transits for a specific day, but I don't think there's a well unless I haven't found it, I'd be love it if I if it's there, but I don't think you can plot transits for a specific time. So okay. if you when you're looking for folks who are looking at the transit for the for that date, um, uh, it, it will. I'm not sure. I think it. I think it's using 12 p.m. I'm not sure, but just if the moon is at say you know. 16 degrees instead of 18 degrees. Just imagine that you've nudged it around a bit. <laughs> yeah, and you can even close. Oh, exactly. If you do it on Astro. I always I do this all the time. I just make a separate uh, chart. Yes, I do that too. Make a synastry chart. And then you just yeah, and it, you know for the make it. Yeah. An event. I usually make it the opposite sex, so it comes out. You know, you can find things out about it. But you know, and then you can. <laughs> It's fine, oh, fine cutting it until you get the, down to the minute. So yeah. then you know exactly what's going on. But, you know, that's... Which is, I which is great is. if you know how to... 
which is great if you know how to read the synastry chart. But for those who, for whom, if those of the those who are listening and going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> it's yeah, um, yeah, that's that's, that's that's a nice workaround. It is. Thank you for mentioning that. That's really important. And if you want to just make it. Um, you can always just go open the chart up, the transit chart up in your um, in your paintbrush browser or your uh, whatever graphic design browser you have program you have, and just uh, put the 18 degrees, just so you as a um, to help you remind you that that's where it is. Uh, back in the olden days when we did this all on paper, <laughs> it would be all calculated out by hand, one at a time, each planet, and we'd write them in in the appropriate houses. And by the time you were done doing that, it usually takes about an hour to do it by hand, you have a really strong feeling about where everything is and how you've plotted it and gives you a really powerful sense. So even though it's amazing to be able to do have computer programs do this for us, there were benefits in working it all out by hand uh, to really understand the movement of the planets and how uh, these transits are actually plotted in the chart and so forth. Anyway, that's just my ancient mariner input. <laughs> are there, were there any more questions? Gail, did you say something in the chat? I can't see it now. Um. I just said see it by to Mary Ellen. She's got she's gone. That sounds oh, okay. like a good time maybe for us to wrap up, Kim. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. And if you have any further questions or anything you want to talk about, take it to the uh take it to the forums because there's a new forum thread. <laughs> you know I love it when I see you in the forums. <laughs> Jeanette does too. Um there's a new forum thread on for the February uh, call and we'll talk there. This recording will be up soon in an hour or two and we'll see you all soon. That was a <laughs> Thank good you. time. Thank, Thank you, Kim. Kim, for the insights. Thanks, everyone, for joining in today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.